If you're like most of us, you're dreaming of a white Christmas. And then by that, I mean, of course, snow covered all along the ground. Not necessarily Derbingle and Danny Kay in some antics up in Vermont. But we will discuss that as we talk White Christmas, Anatomy of a Movie. Retro Anatomy of a Movie starts now. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Anatomy of a Movie. Hey. Well, how's everybody doing? Merry Christmas. I used to know. What a great I mean, song. I I am never <laughs> going to try to duet with Bing Crosby, I mean, but Alexa Capiello, yes, hi. who's here with me. I'm Christian Blatt, by the way. Welcome to Retro Anatomy of a Movie. This uh, little little pocket of the anatomy of a movie universe, in case you don't know, is myself and Alexa watching movies for the first time that typically are movies where people go, huh? Yeah. How'd How you not you see that? you have never seen that film? Uh, and let's start from there. How do you think it is that you never saw this movie? It's old. <laughs> so am I, but you're looking at me right now. It's true. <laughs> Although um, you are trying to look away. So. No, no. It, it, it's old. Um, you know, I used to watch movies with my grandmother. She loved sure. you know, the old black and white films. Her favorite actress was Vivian Lee and, and all this stuff. Yeah. So, um, I just, but I just, I guess I missed it. It was just not one of the ones I watched with her, and therefore right. never saw it. So yeah, my wife always loved this movie, and she told me it's because when she was a little girl, she and her sister watched at her grandmother's house, and so there's like a the, the sister song comes up a couple times. So she sister. they like they liked that, and you know, I mean, it's just sort of fun. And then of course they grew up somewhere. They grew up in Los Angeles, the you know Orange County. So they never saw snow. Mm -hmm. So the idea of snow is just this magical, mystical thing that they always liked. Um, Let me ask you a quick follow-up question. Did you ever see It's a Wonderful Life? Yeah. Okay. So that's why – because if you hadn't seen that, then I'm like, well, you just haven't seen all Christmas movies. No, I saw that. Right. Uh, So – and I don't think that was me. I don't know what that computer was, but it sounded good. Maybe, maybe even people home didn't hear it. Sounded like the Star I'd... Wars, uh, Star Wars ride. Um... Oh, Star Tours! The yes, door's about to close. Doors. Yeah, Captain Rex <laughs> is uh, about to take off. So, yeah, um, and then I. It was one of those things. I know she loved this movie, and so I just hadn't seen it when I met her, and I was always like, "Oh, we're, we're going to watch it one of these days." It's a romantic and then, movie to watch. And then together. I and then I told her, uh, "I was like, oh, I got to watch it for this show." And she's like, "Yeah, I'm busy working." And I'm like, "All right." She's like, "But it's my favorite movie." I'm like, "I know. It's like this, I, I didn't just meet you. I know how much you like oh, this movie." Oh, is she going to watch this episode? Uh, of this? No, she doesn't watch these things that I do. She doesn't have time. But it's her favorite. Yeah, movie. well, that's true, but am am I her favorite person to talk about this movie? I'm probably not going to be her favorite person after we really uh, talk about uh, this movie. <laughs> I know, that's some foreshadowing. <laughs> There's a little... So, yeah, I, I just had never seen it, and I, it was just, I always figured I would. Uh, my boss, Dennis Miller, loves this movie. He watches it, not just every year, but there's always a point earlier in the year, like in the summer or something, where he'll watch it once just to sort of like get that feeling. And uh, I know a lot of people love it. It's... Uh, you know, it, it, unlike It's a Wonderful Life, it is uh, it, it's a musical of, of that era. So the 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 tone and the approach towards storytelling is completely different. You know, I mean, uh, It's a Wonderful Life is just this sort of dark, depressing tale where it's like, yeah, you know, things are pretty bad, but at least you got some friends. You yeah. know, I mean, that's so. That's like it's at Spirit least that, of Christmas is love. And yeah, blah blah. blah. Uh, so. 
this is a little bit of a different story than that. And uh, so overall, one, what did you think it was about? And then what did you think of it once you watched it? Well, I thought it was a Christmas. (laughs) Okay, good. Good answer. Actually, I really thought, hence the name and the... um, the poster that I remember seeing around uh, when you were a little girl, nineteen fifty four. No, yep. no, no. Yep. Just yep. in general, sure. I have seen this poster of oh. all four of yes. them in, in their in their Santa outfits. Um, I just, I guess, I thought it would be more about white Christmas, like more snow. I mean, yes, it was a momentous occasion when yeah. the snow actually started falling in the yeah. movie, but it really wasn't about snowing. Very much at yeah. all. So the the songs that I knew from this were, of course, White Christmas, and then the song that they all sing about snow because you'll hear that on your Christmas stations mm-hmm. uh, throughout the summer or summer throughout the Christmas season, maybe the summer too. <laughs> uh, but and so so those things made me think that they're sort of like oh they go up to where the snow is and then like you know like oh they're gonna go to Vermont and then the snow's there you know right uh, so uh, it was not about that right. And uh, so I was a little surprised uh, in that. Yeah, they're, they're you know, uh, and I think in my notes I have it. The first time that they sing, they have Bing Crosby sing White Christmas. White Christmas, yeah. It is three minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I could probably go home now. Now, uh, just as a little point of historical fact, that song did Came not come from this movie. It's from prior. a movie called Holiday Inn. Yep. Yes. So it was already an established song. So I guess they felt like well, we got it. We can't make people wait two hours for that song. I'm pretty sure they just wanted to make a movie around the song itself. Like they're like, this song is very popular. Sure, let's just make Bing Crosby singing sing it again in a movie, and we'll just write the script around that. That's yeah. I think that's honestly what happened. <laughs> I, I think that's how I think that's how a lot of musicals get made. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I mean, not ones based on like Broadway shows or something. It's just like, well, we have these couple songs. Like a perfect example would be any Elvis movie. Yeah. There's two songs in it, and it's like, oh, okay, so he has a song about driving cars. So I guess he's a race car driver in this movie. And really, so Elvis is going to be fixing cars? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Nobody's going to have a problem with that. Uh, so. I know the answer to this, but I think the audience would like to know, what did you think of White Christmas? Uh, all right. So let's start out with the good things. The good things is uh, are that I I liked that it was in Technicolor. I thought it was very pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved, you know, as a, as a film nerd, I, I loved the use of sound stages. Uh, the, the first scene was actually really cool, in my opinion. I, I was... Almost 100% on board until the story, in my opinion, took kind of like a nosedive. Okay, so just to interject, you liked the part that was set during the war. Yes. You were, I thought you it was, were all in on the war. I was so, I was, honestly, I wasn't expecting it. And then uh, they had Bing singing the, Bing Crosby singing White Christmas. And yeah. it was really uh, beautifully sung, of course, because he's got a wonderful voice. But you know the the context of it all. He's he's singing the song during Christmas, uh, or was it, it wasn't Christmas? Was it Christmas? It was Christmas Eve or something like that. I think it was Christmas to the Eve, troops. and it was nineteen forty four. So it right. was like pretty close to the end, end of, the, of war. the war. But obviously, people have been at it for a while, right. and you were pretty beaten down at of that course. point. Of course, and but, it was yeah. really emotional. It was a wonderful scene to watch, and uh, I was a hun- almost a hundred percent on board because I was like, oh, cool. Is this is this like are we going to tie in the war somehow? Is this going to be uh, kind of like 
like a, a more historical type of movie. Like I, I thought it was going to be more than it actually was, just sure. based on that first scene. But um, in general, I just uh, I don't know. I was just kind of a little, to be honest, just a little bit bored uh, okay. watching it. I, I liked the song and dance numbers. I thought. Um, Gosh, what was it? Vera Vera Ellen? I'm not like super familiar with her. Yeah, I wasn't work. either. Yeah, um, but I thought that she was, uh, of course, an incredible dancer, and um, I didn't know very much about uh, Rosemary Clooney either. And Do you know anyone she's related to? Yeah, George Clooney. Oh, yeah. D- D- See? Clooney's. Um, but so uh, I really I enjoyed her, um, but I just didn't like. I didn't like the story. I thought the story was lacking. I mean, it's obvious they didn't really care very much about the story of this. Right, which just, that's very much a product of, of, of the, you, this era of filmmaking. I was telling you, this this movie just reminded me of a of a cupcake. It was just this, this white vanilla cupcake with vanilla icing and a bunch of sugar stuff on top and just it was just a cupcake with and once you bit into the the cupcake it just tasted sweet and nothing more like there was no it was just sugar <laughs> does that make sense <laughs> yes like that's, no, that's how this movie felt to me and then also i had a huge issue with uh not huge but i didn't like how rosemary uh, clooney's character just would not tell bing crosby what the effing well. issue was with her she just no, I can't. I'm not going to tell you why I'm mad at you. I'm just going to keep it going for like and, five and, more weeks. And like this... three times he's like, I think we should get to the bottom of yeah. uh, what the problem is. I was like, this is so you know? annoying. And, you know. Just tell him your issue yeah. so he could clear it up. Well, I'm, I'm sure. And again, this is from a 1954 perspective. 1954 perspective is just like, oh, well, you know, women. Like that oh, must be like what know, that has to be I what the, that has to be what what contemporary audiences thought is like oh yeah well she's just, just, you know they're not going to want to talk about their feelings yeah they just, just have these, so these these painful conversations <laughs> about sandwiches which uh, I, I I did not feel the same way you did about the movie but uh, the sandwich I'm like all right we get it all right, right. So it's enough with the the sandwich yeah the uh, the only thing that I would have liked is uh, at the end when she gives him the the night on the horse ornament. I thought it was like a pound of liverwurst because they were talking about like, well, then you find liverwurst. And I'm like, all right, that's funny. And I'm like, no, no, no. I came up with a better I came up with a better uh, sight gag to end the movie. Uh, so, yeah. And the 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 inter- so the interesting part of the storyline to me is the sequence you're talking about in the beginning in World War Two. And then, of course, just randomly bumping into the general uh, up in Vermont, which we'll just accept. I mean, we'll just, just accept a, that. Because like, movies, there. that stuff happens all the time. Right. You know, it's fine. So, you know, like, oh, really? Like, you know, Darth Vader uh, catches Princess Leia right above the planet where her dad was born and this future Jedi is? Okay, great. That's just what happened. <laughs> you know, so great. That's how things happen. Yeah, this is how things happen. Uh, and that was for you, Ryan. Um, but uh, in any case, so you just you accept that. So the the thing that it makes me think about is something that you see in so many movies. And, like, we can say that, like, oh, we understand, we imagine that that's the case. But it's so apparent just what an important part of everyone's life World War II was. Oh, yeah. And just the impact it had on people who yeah. served. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, 
you know, it, the here's the general who's like, yeah, I, I'm just going to try and reenlist because you know, I don't know what else to do. Yeah, like my, managing a hotel like, is yeah. is not the same. So like, you know, hopefully they can use me. And it's like, well, I'm too old. And just the idea that you can get all these people to be like, oh, well, that, that guy was our, our gruff commanding officer. Of course, we'll uh, spend Christmas Eve with him up in Vermont mm-hmm. instead of with their families. Right. Uh, but, you know, and then sort of the the sequence at the beginning especially the moment where Danny Kay saves Bing Crosby, which is referenced many times. Many, 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 many times. Many times in a way he where will never be able to live. Which that is down. very funny. I, I think just he's like, oh that again, huh? And he's like <laughs> and he's just like, oh yeah, my arm, you know. So uh it, it, it it's I don't know, I think future ge- sorry, subsequent generations after that you can have things that you point to like, oh, here's a moment or two. I mean, even people, you know, who can point to a terrible day like 9-11, you don't live that the same. I mean, unless you're someone who was there, who survived, talking to someone else who survived, for the most part, it's just like, oh, it's a terrible thing that we saw happen, you know, and uh, President uh, Kennedy being assassinated, things like that. It's not the same. Whereas like World War Two was such an important part of everyone's life. Uh, you know, whether you had somebody that went overseas or you were there yourself and it, just to have it be such an important part of the movie. It's just a reminder of like, yeah, this is like part of everybody, you right. know, and even this very lighthearted farce about putting on, you know, putting on stage shows and TV shows and radio shows. It's, you know, World War Two is looming so heavily over it. And it's just it's just always a reminder of like just what it was right you know because like we can read all about it in history books or we can watch uh we can watch documentaries or whatever and it's just you having made this movie in 1954 so like basically you know nine years after the war ended it's like yeah remember how terrible it is i mean look it's wonderful life you know has uh, huge sequences that refer to the war and how george wasn't there and things like that so uh all of this stuff is very important so it it does set a weird tone for the rest of the movie, though. Right, because it starts off like that, and yeah. then it doesn't really do anything with it. It just sort uh, of... Other than to have this general that they want right. to feel important, right. which is very sweet. Yeah. And... Spirit uh, of Christmas, I And guess. I do understand Bing Crosby. So you want to talk about, you know, Rosemary Clooney not saying, like, why she's mad at Bing Crosby. Well, there's also, like, I understand why you're keeping a secret from the general, but... You can't tell, like, the ladies who are in the show. Like, the, oh, by the way, there's going to be a moment where, you know, like, 50 soldiers are there, and then we'll do our thing. Right. You know, so it's like, well, why, why is nobody talking to each other? Right. But it's it's the 50s, and you know what? Men and women probably didn't talk to each other except about sandwiches. It, <laughs> I guess yeah. so, because that's really yeah. all they, they talked about and then subsequently fell in love. You know, I guess that's, that's yeah. it. It, um, was, th- so, it was like uh, Pride and Prejudice. Right. Without, but without the zombies? Yes. Yeah. You know, without without any of the good stuff. It was just like, I don't like you based on one thing you said yeah. and my perception of you. I'm confused as to why you don't like me, but I also kind of don't like you based on the fact that you just don't like me. And then they just <laughs> like keep missing uh, each other and then eventually find I love the uh, the Danny Kay Vera Ellen relationship because she's just like, yeah, if only there's uh, somebody I could get engaged to. He's like, yep. So that was a that, cute. No, that's a cute thing. But then it's like sort of a reminder of Tony Curtis's pretend character in Some Like It Hot, which we talked about last week. It's like, would a modern day woman be like, 
oh, this guy's gay. He doesn't want to pretend to be engaged <laughs> to me because you just didn't think that. Then. Right. You know, and it's like also, look, plenty of guys don't want to settle down. You know, right. I, I don't know how old he's supposed to be in this movie. Look, they, by the way, Bing Crosby looks like he's in his 60s. Actually, I know. He looks pretty old. Actually, he looks so much older than everyone else in the movie. And uh, speaking of which, when I was uh, uh, I was refer I was kind of talking to my wife about it, about the actresses. And I was talking about how much older looking look just it's a fact Vera Ellen looks older than Rosemary Clooney it's like but she's the younger sister and I'm like yeah but she's clearly older and I looked it up she's seven years older than her yeah yeah um and if we want to talk about appearances when I was watching it with my um roommate who's actually um she's in her like 50s or 60s and she's been watched this movie so many times and she's just like I always forget how uh skinny uh, Vera, Ellen. Vera Ellen is incredibly yes. skinny, and, and I guess it's because she's really a dancer. Yeah, yeah well, there was controversy about it. Uh, 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 anorexia. Uh, they said there was some sort of like thing going, a uh, rumor going around that she would always wear these scarves on her neck just to hide the fact that her neck had lost so much weight. So, oh boy, like, extra skin or something. And then it was denied later on. But the fact of the matter is, it was, she's incredibly skinny. It uh, was yeah. talked about. Yeah, like, because, even then. Yeah, even wow. then, because she is i mean no yeah i mean rosemary clooney looks like a, a normal, a, like a normal woman wait, yeah and know? which is what you typically don't see in you know on screen you usually see i mean at this time at, at this era in 1954 sure you would have but uh you know it's not what you're accustomed to seeing whereas you see Vera ellen modern day you're like well yeah that's what an actress looks like that's yeah. not what you know somebody in real life looks like but it's what an actress looks like so um that's interesting yeah i, I don't know i i actually thought when i was watching it i was like she looks very like too thin so right. i don't know that was just me though so yeah well she was definitely too skinny but then it, it also and the camera adds weight <laughs> the camera does add weight that's true so, so anybody watching right now this this isn't real no, honestly yeah. he's not that yeah he's like all right we'll settle tip. down let's be careful <laughs> just kidding. all right yeah yeah there's i'm at least half a pound uh, lighter than i look right now uh so yeah and i don't know i mean it's weird because there's like a lot of because maybe it's probably because she's so skinny that she's the one that I thought this about, and I was just like, so did has women has technology and women's undergarments come so far that they actually fit now? Because it seemed like none of the bras or anything she wore like actually like fit her at all. Maybe it's because she was so skinny. Probably. But I was just looking and I was just like, like. They don't, they don't have like a different top that could maybe fit her and I guess it's like maybe it's like when they did her fitting it fit her and then it's like well now she's skinnier but they I didn't even look like sisters her and Rosemary oh, they didn't look they didn't, anything alike they didn't even look like opinion. cousins you know, they yeah. didn't even look like neighbors. And like, sisters. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, where? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. Well, you know. Sisters. Yeah. And then they did, you know, cross-dressing again with the, the other well, that, the, the that guys. Was, that, there's I guess two, that was like a there's theme. Two, back. There's two things about this movie that made me think of you. One, the cross-dressing. Yeah. And two... I was like, oh, Alexa hated this movie. And I was right, by the way, because this is the first thing you told me he when he came. He knows me well. Yeah, I, I, I didn't hate it. I no, guess I know, but I, and I'm generalizing. No, not no. my favorite Christmas yeah. movie. Right. I mean, it was nice. It was a, the song and dance numbers were fun, and it was, be- you know, the colors. It was, what was it? It was the first. Vista Vision. Vista Vision. So yeah. not, not Technicolor, but Vista Vision. Yeah, and uh, I was actually under the impression, I thought that it was, uh, I thought that it was a black and white movie that had been colorized. I just think that it's this technique of colorization or, you know, filming in color back then. Uh, I I mean, I know like the earliest color films, you had to like hand paint all the frames and things like that. But uh, so, yeah, it's it has like it doesn't have that vibrant color. Like, you know, the reminder 
is always the color sequence of Wizard of Oz because all the colors are so bright and vibrant in every frame. Well, except for, you know, like the Wicked Witch and stuff. But in this, even this picture we're looking at right now, those you know, there's those purples and stuff. You're like, yeah, we're going to save some money. We're not going to put anything too bright back there. You know? Really? I don't think they – I honestly think they spared no expense kind of thing. Like they – well, it's Hollywood. Like, there's there's always sparing of I, expense, but I, I understand what you mean. I, I thought they did a good job with the at least with the visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I was very impressed with what they did inside of uh, all those sound stages over at over at Paramount, uh, especially yeah. the the war the war sequence with the the wall falling down. Like that was really really well done. And then, of course, near the end of the film. Um, when it's finally snowing and you see the snow falling and it is a white Christmas, and then and they're everybody... able to like open the the yeah. big like barn doors. That was really like, cool. That that really, that part looked great. Really, really wonderful. Like the visuals and the the way it was done back back in the day. Uh, <laughs> I I thought that was really nice. And if you're watching a Christmas movie with your family and just want something on in the background that has fun songs and music and yeah. it's nice to look at, yeah, that's the that's the scene yeah. that I'm talking about. So of course, you're saying like, oh, just. Watch Watch the sequence at the end, like where they sing White Christmas and it's yes. like actually snowing. Uh, truth, truth be told, I don't think you need to watch the rest of the film because I don't even think any of the other songs except for uh, White Christmas, which wasn't even uh, premiered in this. I mean, it you know was the first song in the film, but it wasn't uh, initially. And it was it, what was the other movie that was in prior 1942? Or something. Oh, you're talking about Holiday Inn? Yeah, Holiday Inn. Well, uh, you know, we've talked a little bit about some of the male-female interactions that, uh, of course, are outdated. This this is not – look, there's times where you see it in movies and you're like, yikes. This one, it's just like, all right, it's just sort of a clunky, awkward way to tell a story, you know, that it's like, oh, those women, oh, those men. If only they could ever come together, you know, and that's basically what it is. Uh, I got very nervous, though, when they were about to do a big production about minstrel shows. Uh, especially because uh, in Holiday Inn, there is a sequence in blackface. So I was just like, oh boy, are we having that conversation? Oh, I have not seen this film. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so I couldn't remember what was like, uh, yeah, it was in another movie. That, right, that that's, one. that's the one. <laughs> the blackface so, one. Yeah, so, but when they're Ooh. doing a whole song about minstrel shows, I'm like, oh no. I'm like, are we, is, is that, that's gonna, you know, that's gonna really, I don't know, look, that really, even in 1954, you'd think like people are like, I don't know. Shall we do this? 1942, which is when Holiday Inn came out. I looked it up. Uh, it, it, it apparently, I guess, you know, times were different then. But uh, it's uh, it, it, it doesn't feel as dated as some movies of the era. That's the point I'm making by referencing that. You know, uh, this uh, sequence that you see right here. It, this is from, I believe, that minstrel show uh, in. Uh, in uh, uh, in this movie, in White Christmas, not from Holiday Inn. We don't need to we don't need to dig up the pictures from Holiday Inn. People can watch that on their own if they want to. Uh, but anyway, so you you always have these uh, wonderfully detailed notes, <laughs> and I want to make sure that you get to them before uh, we run out of time. No, uh, apparently um, it was supposed to be Bing Crosby and Fred Astaire. Um, well, that would make sense. Can I mean look, Danny Kaye? By the way, I mean I, I he, know him he as was a, the third choice. Who's the second? Uh, Astaire declined the project after reading the script. What am so, I saying? So that's your credit for Fred Astaire, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Ding. Uh, asked to be released from the contract with Paramount. Um, so oh, yikes, he'd signed a contract. Yeah, he had signed a contract. Um, so then Crosby left briefly to go because his wife had just died, Dixie Lee. Mm. And then Crosby returned to the project and Donald O'Connor 
was signed to replace Astaire, but just before shooting was to begin, O'Connor had to drop out due to illness and was replaced by Danny Kaye. Danny Kaye, who I know as a comedic actor, I uh, did a lot of television. Vaudeville. Yeah. I don't know him from Vaudeville. I'm not that old. I well, no, that's, that's kind of... Week. so. But, yeah, but when I, I was watching him, I was like, he's very, um, he was kind of like, a, oh gosh, I forget his name, from Some Like It Hot that we watched recently. Jack Lemmon. Jack Lemmon. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was kind of like, in terms of facial yeah. stuff, no, I was he, like, oh, he's, he's definitely. A gr- he's a great comedic actor, clearly developed his craft for the stage, because, you know, you, you, you can't be as big on film as you need to be on stage, and uh, he's a great dancer, uh, perfectly fine singer, you know, all of that, uh, it's just... He's he was clearly never going to be a leading man. Like getting to be number two to Bing Crosby, who look not much of an actor, but he has an amazing voice. Yeah, you know, so that that's all that really mattered. Uh, it was it, to me, it was fun to see him, you know, do all those big uh, dance numbers. And you mentioning that should have been Fred, Fred Astaire. We're like, well, yeah, clearly that's why that's written in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have Vera Ellen, uh, who was, a, you know. We, we could talk about whether or not she should have eaten more of those sandwiches or not. But she was a great dancer. <laughs> yeah. And I actually was wondering uh, when I was watching it, I'm like, oh, is she a triple threat? Could she act, sing, and dance? Because obviously she's an incredible yeah. dancer. But she was not the singer. Um, oh. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Rosemary Clooney actually was, was the, the singer. Oh, okay. And she sang both parts in Sisters. Well, no wonder they Rosemary sound Clooney like Sisters. Rosemary Clooney was a wonderful singer. So it's interesting. So they got a dancer. Um, they got Bing to sing and dance because you know, yeah. he's you know, multi-talented. Uh, I guess uh, uh, Danny Kay is is a triple threat as well. And yeah. then um, Rosemary, did I say Rosemary? Rosemary was a singer. So. Yeah, she like she like as with Bing Crosby, she has an actual you know she has a, a vast library of of music. You yeah, know? and she has a singing career, not just somebody who was in movies and the songs from movies became popular. Her her uh, backstory and um, everything like that kind of reminded me a little bit of of Marilyn Monroe a bit with her suffering from depression right. abusing pills it was it was a uh, i was i was like oh wow and not to get too bogged down into it i think that it's the difference can be the people that you are surrounded by i mean right. you have your marilyn monroe's and your judy garland's and you have other people who have a period like that and then go on to continue to perform and be successful right. because they have someone is like you know what are you doing? You're you know? right, exactly. Yeah, so and it, it makes the Marylands and the Judy Garlands that much more tragic because they just you know, just would have taken one person to be like, you know, you're not in a good place right really, now. Really, though, because I feel like Marilyn had quite a few people around her, especially you know her husband's to be like. To me, they, look, I wasn't there clearly, but know. Uh, it, you know, you felt. Do you like, think it was like codependent? Well, I think there was a little bit of that, and I think there was a little bit of enabling people, and then it's also it's like, well, she's Marilyn, we're going to let her do what she wants, you know. Yeah, and it's also look, it, it, we're talking about an era where people really didn't understand addiction. You they know? didn't. You know, I mean, they didn't understand a lot. <laughs> they, they, they didn't understand how to talk to each other. They didn't understand how to have a person of color in this film because there was there was I, I did point out that there were a couple <sighs> but to be fair yeah I mean there there were not it, it, it's it's white Christmas it in, was in white ways. it was white Christmas look they went to Vermont in 1954 I what know you want? but still <laughs> no. oh in, in, in terms of people of, of color yes. did you recognize um some of the performers in in particular uh George Shuck Curious? Shakuris? I don't know. I certainly uh, didn't. I, West Side Story. I, I just butchered his last name, but West Side Story. He was uh, um, the dancer guy. The the the, the main the like, sharks. The main uh, the main shark guy. So the was, guy who sings Maria is he that guy? No, no the main that's, that's the, the main shark. 
All right, I don't know. Oh, you never saw West Side Story? No, I have. I just don't remember it that well. The main shark, he's going to ping him up. Yeah, well, thank you, Ryan. So he was in in the sequence where Rosemary was uh, singing about how love did her wrong. Yeah, which... And uh, he actually, and he appeared on screen, like, turned around and and looked. And I was like, that's the guy from West Side Story. That's him, yeah. With the red jacket. You probably don't recognize him, but he... He was the, in it. The interesting thing that I thought was that every club that they performed in, the the this guy was before who, he got big. Well, by yeah, the but way. the guy who like ran every him. club, it looked like the same. Actor. You don't recognize him. Uh, I mean, I do know that you say him. I mean, the, yeah. you know, the the jacket helps probably. Yes. But uh, yeah, I I did not notice that's who it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the uh, time that it was released, uh, the film was successful, which is not the case for a film like It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it's opening weekend. It made half a million dollars, which is huge for right. 1954. And its uh, actual gross was about a million dollars. It's nine hundred twenty-eight thousand two hundred ninety-eight dollars. Uh, I don't have that adjusted for inflation, but it's it's a lot. It's the know? highest grossing musical of all time. Really? Yeah, this is what I have written. Here. I guess I guess making it's it the a- top money maker of 1954 by a wide margin and the highest grossing musical film of all time. That's I don't know about that. I find that hard to believe only in that it's a Christmas film. So you can't, you know, look, movies used to stick around in the theaters and you'd re-release them and re-release them and re-release them. But something like Wizard of Oz, you'd watch throughout the year. And I mean, I would say that that's a musical. There's enough songs in it. Maybe there's maybe their definition is different because of how many songs are in it. Or not. I'm looked this is Ryan in the booth, by the yeah. way. I'm looking Hello, it up. Ryan. Hi. Looking it up right now. Uh, I haven't found adjusted for inflation quite yet, but if we're counting musical, it was actually this year's Lion King. I think it actually broke the Oh, record. just broke it. But um, I'm looking for adjusted for inflation. I'll report back. I have to imagine that even that West Side Story we were talking about earlier yeah, is West Side on there. Story. Oh, thanks. Bernardo. That's what Bernardo. It was the highest grossing uh, musical of that year. Of that year. Okay. Well, that would make sense. Well, that would make sense. I look, that's probably a year where there were like 10 big budget musicals. If it, You know, just based on nothing. I'm just guessing that. Uh, so... What uh, what did you think sort of about some of the visuals of the film? You know, I mean, just... Uh, That's what I, th- I thought was that was the best part. Yeah. Uh, I have this quote here from... Uh, it looks like it's from the New York Times. And it says, Director Michael, Michael Curtis has made this uh, picture look good. It's too bad that it doesn't hit the eardrums and the funny bone with equal force. That's kind of how I felt about it. It looked, it looked wonderful. Um, the songs, for the most part, were okay. Uh, but the story was severely lacking, and you know, I guess I guess you just don't really expect too much from from uh, you know Christmas movies. You just want it to everybody to have a happy ending. You want it to be about love and family, and that's really it. So I think for the most part, especially people back then, they were just sort of happy to to watch something that had Bing in it and some song and dance numbers. And, and those song and dance numbers, in particular, the dancing was top notch. Yeah, and no, the dancing, yeah, I agree. I like, really all enjoyed that. Performance that. Was great. But the story, I mean, I just, when I watched things, when I, even musicals, there are no exception. You still, you know, with the music, with the dancing, with the singing, you still should have a strong story to back it up. And yeah. it just, I didn't think the story was that great. Look, you would still find this in the movies, but uh, I just want to make sure I just did the math correctly. Uh, so we were talking about just some of the optics. So Bing Crosby, when they filmed this, was 50. Uh, 
and Rosemary Clooney was 25. Uh, and you know, look, certainly can, go. it certainly can happen then can happen now. And, you know, people can fall in love whatever age they are, as long as they're old enough to consent, <laughs> obviously you got to say that in this day and age, but it's true. Uh, and you just sort of feel like, oh yeah, I mean, it was like, guarantee you they wouldn't like, have made Rosemary the star of this if she were in her fifties too. Oh <laughs> no. Let's say yeah. that. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. No, no it's, uh, she would have, she, she would have, you know, if Rosemary Clooney were in her fifties, she would have been running the hotel. Yeah, she would have been that lady. She would have been that girl. Yeah. The lady, I should say. Yes, you're right. That lady. But, uh, but really, you know, uh, so, I mean, it is, it's, it's just, it's interesting that, uh, you know, he just, he just looks so old. He does. And, you know, I mean, he stuck around long enough that uh, his backstory. Do you oh, read up on him? I mean, I I remember uh, I remember things that came out about his private life uh, yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, I was not mainly... not not dad of the year. Not not dad of the year. Not yeah. dad of the year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't know any of that about him. I I had no idea. Which so. you know, you can still you can still enjoy a movie uh, even after, or you already didn't enjoy it. But uh, <laughs> this that's not going to help you like seek out more Bing Crosby movies. No, I, guess. I can I can understand. I mean, that's this is something that I I I, I fight with people regularly in terms of Michael Jackson. Um, that's another. I, that's no, no, another, but look, this is we need very, to separate the artist yeah. from the, the personal life. But if someone else can't, then it's like and okay. Then, but if you then, can't, then, then fine. Then for you, don't. But other if, people sh- you know, can and, yeah. and if, look, will. If, if my workout mix has beaded on it, you don't judge <laughs> me for it. All right. He did wonderful music, and yeah. I, and I'm always gonna love his music. Right. I'm always gonna love him as a performer. Uh, but interesting tidbit, personal life. That's another issue. Diff- with, you know what? Even if, if there were none of those allegations ever came to light, he was always weird. He was always he very was always weird. weird. Uh, 1948, uh, Bing Crosby. Uh, w- polls in America declared him the most admired man alive, ahead of Jackie Robinson and the Pope. So wow. that he had is, some pull. Yeah, that's how beloved he was, uh, you know, outside of his home. But uh, that's how beloved he was uh, out there. And, you know, I mean, look, he he I mean, he lived until 1977, you know, and the books about him weren't written until the 80s because because I kind of I remember I remember like Saturday Night Live sketches about like what a bad daddy was. And really? Yeah, stuff like that. But it's like, because I think in his lifetime. Did those come out after the books came out or before? No, this the was books? at the time that the books came out. As far as I can tell, it was like new revelations or maybe they, they the worst ones came out uh, about 10 years after he died. So, uh, you know, he's right up there with somebody like Bob Hope and in ter- in Jimmy Stewart in terms yeah. of like in this time frame, everybody loved him. You know, Sinatra, people liked him. But Jimmy him was a great guy. J- yeah. Of all the people I said, Jimmy, my mom J- loved him. Jimmy might be the only one who's actually a nice guy. Uh, but, uh, you know, they just uh, people loved movie stars and it, you could look like Ben Crosby. But if you had that voice, it didn't matter that you looked it like didn't. him, you know, uh, in any case. Uh, so you did not feel strongly, uh, strong, warm feelings about well, this movie. Well, let's stop talking about how much I didn't think that it was that great. Let's talk about why you thought it was great. Why I thought it was better than you. Because I didn't think it was great. I thought that it worked really well. <laughs> I think it was great. I, no, I didn't think it was great, you know. <laughs> uh, so I, I think that basically it, it works, you know, on the farce level that something like Some Like It Hot does. Where yeah. you're just like, oh, okay, it's just sort of this like nonsense story. And then this being a musical, it is just to get you from 
point A, well, from song A to song B to song C to song D. And all the songs were written by Irving Berlin. And I'd say most of the songs were great. There weren't anywhere I was like, mm, all right. But, you know, I didn't need to hear Sisters three times. No. But apparently it was written so poorly that they spent even more money to come to back re- and rewrite it. And wow. this is this is the this, finished product. That, with the film or, was, or the, film. Just the songs? Okay, yeah. The, yeah, this yeah. During I mean, the period of time where they were trying to figure out casting and Bing was off and you know, they they didn't that's when they re they're like, This is not very good. <laughs> this is not very good. But look it, it, a musical I, look, even like you not your best Broadway shows, but a good, like average Broadway show, it's not always great. Like the stuff that's like it's just like you know, for me personally, it's always weird when people break out into song. You know, I'm just like, Oh, why don't you just have a conversation instead of sing sing about your fear feelings? But it, you know, uh, the in-between stuff doesn't have to be great for a movie to still be like, oh, that's fun. Um, but no, I mean, this is, you know, if I want to watch a Christmas movie. I'll watch it, Home Alone and I'll watch Macaulay Culkin sing White Christmas into the uh, mirror. Doesn't he all, I believe he also sings the, the Chipmunks Christmas song as well, doesn't he? And Or that's not in the first one, is it? No. All right. the first. <laughs> She's like, the I'm original. A, oh, yeah, she only likes the first the OG. No, I like the second one. Something you have to learn about her. No, I like the second one, She doesn't one like too, sequels. But the first one, Home Alone, is is amazing. Yeah, I, I yeah. I only like Home Alone three. No, I'm just kidding. It's just just for fun. Oh no! Uh, just for fun, I say stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, no. Look, I I, I thought that uh, it worked for what it was, but what it was is not what I'm usually looking for in a movie. Right you now, uh, like you're more. I think your classic musical movies are the ones that are based on stage shows. Like just two examples, Sound of Music and like South Pacific, you know, Rodgers and Hammerstein, those sort of musicals, they work because they were developed for the stage. And then it's like, if you make it right, you're just like, oh, so we'll take this story, but then we'll go outside and it'll be in a cool setting, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's all you need to do. Don't, don't mess around with it, you know? So uh, I I think developing the movie musical, it, it just, it doesn't really happen that much anymore. You know, I mean, and when it does, it's probably something like Moulin Rouge, where they're using contemporary pop songs mixed into it. You know, they're not writing songs yeah. only for it. So it, it's really just in that way. It, it's another way where it's really of a bygone era. It's not the kind of movie that they've made in a very long time. Is it still considered uh, one of the best Christmas movies of all time, if not the the, I mean, this is considered that, but I think that that's a, a matter of personal preference. And for so for those of you watching the archive version, leave your comments and let yeah, us know, know what is your personal favorite. So there's different ways to look at favorites, too. There's like, oh, like for me, I'm like, oh, in so many ways, It's Wonderful Life is the best one. Uh, but I'll probably watch you know, Muppet Christmas Carol more often <laughs> myself uh, or you know, for me, it's probably more TV specials because I saw those more as a kid, you know, things that would be repeated like on HBO, like something that's also from the Muppet performers, uh, Emma Daughter's Doug Man Christmas, which I saw like thousands of times or hundreds of times as a child and still many times as an adult. So uh, there's a lot of stuff like that. But, you know, there's like the classics that you it's classic because, you know, it's a classic. And there's movies that are just like, oh, that just makes me feel. That. And for you, it's Home Alone. For me, it's Home Alone. Yeah. yeah. So, and, you know, it's... uh, The most violent of all the Christmas movies. And it's become become such a a point of contention for people 
to make the case that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Oh, but yeah. Die Hard is very much a Christmas movie. It happens, on, I believe, on Christmas Eve, the entire film. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and there's, uh, you know, you, you have uh, you have music throughout it that's uh, Christmas. And I, f- a number of times, watched it at Christmas. So that's probably my most watched Christmas film. But let us know what you think. Now, uh, Alexa will be uh, out... Uh, stuffing stockings and uh, checking lists twice. Or working through seeing, the Christmas season. Seeing, who's, but that's seeing fine. who's naughty and nice. This is all part of your job. <laughs> right, you, right. you check your list twice. Correct. So uh, you won't be with uh, me next week. And so we'll do a little bit of a variation on this uh, one day next week. Uh, my friend Rachel Goodman and I will be with. Uh, with me and we'll be talking about the Muppet Christmas Carol so look for that but we'll be back in January and I'll let you know next week we'll be watching Alexa where can people find you you can find me on Instagram at Alexa Cappy C-A-P-P-Y and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ and Merry Christmas to everyone Merry Christmas everyone I won't see you next week but I'll see you soon yeah and she'll say Merry January to you yes I will alright thanks everyone we'll talk to you soon Producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. Views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.